That's it, boy. Get in there nice and deep like. Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a movie has gone bad over time in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me, dodging, ducking, diving, and dodging is David William Rogers. <laughs> Don't install a biblioteca, Paris. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, this movie is so quotable. Yes. Uh, what a great, great film. Uh, what, what, what movie are we doing, David We William? are doing Dodgeball, a true mm-hmm. underdog story. That's true. 2004. It's got Ben Stiller, Christine Taylor, Vince Vaughn, Rip Torrens, directed by Ross and Marshall Thunber, and he was also the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Long, Stephen Root, Joel David Moore, who is from Avatar. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, good cast. Jason Chris Bateman. Williams, Jason Bateman, um, Gary Cole, and then uh, David, Duc- uh, no, David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Uh, and Patton yeah. Oswald, I just read today, has he does the he did voices. A lot of the voice, yeah, voice. Yeah, this seems like a fun. William like a, Shatner, yeah, William Lance Sh- Armstrong, <laughs> Chuck oh Norris, God. so many people. It just feels like that. You know, the guys behind this movie were like, "How can we get all of our friends to make a fun, you know, crazy movie?" And and mm. they did. They pulled it off. <laughs> By the way, did. we both sound a little uh, rough today. We are recording Why is that? this. After a fun birthday weekend, everyone go ahead and wish David William Rogers a belated birthday. We were in San Diego um, to celebrate his birthday and Scott's birthday, my partner Scott, and then our friend Wes, it's three boys with the birthday in the same week um i think are you a gemini david or? oh yes i okay, am yeah the gemini boys the gemini yeah. boys and i don't Geminis. really know about horoscope things but whenever i tell people that i am with a gemini they're like "Ooh, apparently it's you guys yeah, have we get a, a rap we get a bad rap but we're probably the best sign out there Okay. Just and that's just not be, me being biased. It's just a lot of really talented, successful, handsome, pretty, amazing people are Gemini's. Got and that's it. just again not me being biased. That's just facts. He's just saying facts. Just, it's just a fact of life. Yes. You know, it's really not your fault if everyone that is a Gemini is also all of those things. It's just yeah. data that you're collecting. You know, going from spring into summer, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just a good time to be have alive. You ever, have you ever done the math and figured out when your y'all's parents were uh, getting down and dirty? Like when I was born, and then so oh, nine months before. Yeah, but I don't know if I was exactly nine months. So. True, but it, it's, is there is there like a holiday nine months before sort of June? It's kind of like the end of the year. People are feeling yeah. festive. So it's, it's, it's May. You'd have to be like, what, uh, August-ish? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, in some parts of the world, it's starting to get cold. So maybe you're spending more time indoors, getting, you know, getting cuddled up, booed yeah. up. See, I'm an October baby, which is the 10th month of the year and so i feel like people born in october it's like the new year it's like a new year Mm -hmm. new me let's get 
to it down yeah. in Dirte. Um, it's disgusting to think of your parents having the sex. And <laughs> the sex. I think we should move on from that. So anyway, <laughs> this movie, Dodgeball, 2004. Yeah. We chose it because it's a fun, silly little romp. And we've been wanting to do kind of like a sports movie for a while. I do feel like we recently did a Ben Stiller movie with um, the Fat Camp one. Yeah. And heavyweights. Heavyweights. And did, I don't know if you looked into this like in depth or too much, but he did pull a lot of this character from that. And we talked about this yes. a little bit on the heavyweights podcast I uh, with it. our guest, Mike. Yeah. And yeah, he did. Cause you were saying you were going to, you wanted to look at his other characters yep. and see if he had, if that filtered into them. any. Mm-hmm. And so what Ben Stiller said is that nobody saw that movie so he could take oh. pieces from heavyweights. And then he's like, Oh shit, actually they show it on Disney all the time. <laughs> Cause it didn't do that well in the theaters. So now with streaming, he's like, Oh fuck. Now everybody yeah. thinks I have one character <laughs> basically. Yeah. I, I had not seen heavyweights previous to us covering the film. So it was funny to watch that. And then watch this i think he did enough nuances and differences but it was like pretty similar had yeah. you seen this before yes i love okay. this movie i mean i haven't seen it in a long time but yeah. i remember this being kind of like a high school staple movie it's like mm-hmm. oh what should we watch it was like this and like anchorman which is a great film that we should do at some yeah. point but yeah i mean it's funny to rewatch it now let's um let's do the hey, snobs and then let's dive into on, i think it's, it's on you okay so this is a film about um some underdogs uh basically a failing gym run by vince vaughn's character and ben stiller's character has this like globos gym this like very like it kind of gives me planet fitness vibes from the colors but it's way more <laughs> you know it's probably like a an equinox or something like that um uh, bougie bougie and then you've got Vince Vaughn's gym which is kind of falling apart it's got a whole host of like strange characters that come in you know the guy that thinks he's a pirate and like the dorky high school kid who gets tangled up in the equipment and is trying to impress Amber the cheerleader and essentially Ben Stiller's character you know comes in and trying to buy tries to buy up the gym and because this guy has no money and he like buys out a second mortgage and so they have to make $50,000 to save the gym and they come up with this crazy plan they see in this um, off brand what is it the Ocho it's like these unknown sports yeah like obscure sports quarterly or something like that (laughs) they see that there's a dodgeball tournament in Vegas and and that kind of is the whole engine of the film so they have to like win a regional it's it's very easy how they get to vegas but they have to basically win a regional <laughs> and then they just go up against these little girl scouts and then the, yeah. they, the girl scouts actually win but one of them is taking like metabolic steroids Jason. yeah and then uh so they get invited fault and then they get to vegas and it's just all the fun that you can imagine like all these different teams which we'll get into because some of them were a little racist i thought um there's just the the uh display and yeah they win they win the fifty thousand dollars and he gets to keep his gym and but actually no sorry to spoil it he the bad guy offers him a hundred thousand dollars to take the to like take it over he agrees he takes that hundred thousand dollars he puts it all into the casino he wins five million dollars and then because though uh, lance armstrong shamed him basically he was about to leave vegas with that money yeah and then he talks to him and yeah he bets it so that's the movie basically and it's really fun it's uh 
you know, I don't think you can see like a Ben Stiller Vince Vaughn poster and be like, wow, this is going to be really serious drama about serious <laughs> things. But it's a funny world. And actually, you know, I was reading, I feel like now in 2022, there's a lot of adult dodgeball leagues, but apparently in 2004, it was not as popular. And so this movie kind of kicked off a renaissance of the sport, if you will. Um, so very mm-hmm. influential, but let's dive into it. Let's dive into some of the things. Um, it's hard for me because I can't take anything Ben Stiller does as like super offensive, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they definitely come from a place of like jokesters, but they're not like offensive jokesters. However, theme of this podcast is <laughs> H like milk. So let me just, let's dive into the beginning of this movie. Cause I definitely, I think once you get into the swing of this type of film stuff, you just kind of like stop noticing things. (laughs) However, (laughs) when you come in fresh and you're watching it for the first time in a long time, yeah, some things I noticed in the first five minutes, uh, Vince Vaughn's character is lying on the couch. He's like schlub. He's depressed. He is dog runs in and he starts to like, get a little bit frisky and he's like mm, that grundle. feels good the tickle- yeah and the dog is licking the grundle and i was like yeah. you know what no have you ever have you ever heard of grundle before it's like like the used part for the taint between well i never heard yeah. the word taint i feel like i heard the word grundle before i heard taint. okay so like libby my partner she refers to it as your like your grundle and i was like what the hell are you talking about and then so we're watching <laughs> this i caught that and i was like oh i guess other she, people do then, call it a grundle maybe yeah. it's a, it's an area specific term i it's think so terribly disgusting yeah both of those words i don't need to um have in my i honestly it? couldn't tell you that i had discussions what about that really part called? of it like medically the perineum or something like yes, that yes i think you're right the perineum <laughs> but all right the perineum <laughs> First of all, as a woman, that part of the body is not a lot of runway, so I don't think it really comes up, you know? You guys can't. I got hit right in the perineum. <laughs> You'd have to be a real bullseye to hit that part of a woman's body, okay. I think. Unless it's that's just me. Know. I'm not sure. You know, I haven't had a lot of discussions a with tiny my perineum. female friends. Yeah, that would be a funny <laughs> insult. <laughs> oh, this, look at her. She's probably got a tiny pair of you. That guy's got huge balls. Huge. huge, huge asshole. Just like, just everything's tilted. Just the taint is so tilted. Um, this is too much in the beginning of this podcast. Except this is an indication of how this episode's going to go. So yeah, that, so that was noticeable. And I was like, okay, I'm very, very done with the dog and the genitals joke. I feel like it's been done several times and none of the times was it necessary and I think this movie could have progressed without it but I, I would like know. to know to how they get the dog to do that is there a treat I'm the sure peri- is there a perineum treat no it's not a perineum treat it's just probably <laughs> is it perineum peanut butter I, god <laughs> kill me <laughs> also like the trainer like getting the brief and being like I'm so sorry to the dog and then like afterwards having to do like counseling you know <laughs> like dog therapy and he's like 
I just, he's sitting around in a circle with other dogs and he's like, yeah, I mean, this last job, like it was great. It was great to work with Vince, you know, ultimate professional, but, um, yeah, I just didn't, you know, it wasn't, we talked, we had an intimacy coordinator dog. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> they have an intimacy coordinator. It's just a cat who's like, yes, lick the grundle more. And he's like, really? Yeah. And the cat's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So then, okay. Some other things that jumped out at me in the first like sort of opening that weren't necessarily as grundelicious as the grundle part, but, um, they, the fact that he had an answering machine, I was like, holy shit, early 2000s, uh, no one I know has an answering machine that's like a separate machine with a tape. I yeah. feel like it's very a whole rare. separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, gross that he was brushing his teeth with the chocolate milk. I, th- I mean, like, the, they really did a good job in the first few minutes of, like, setting the tone of, like, how stupid and fucked up Vince Vaughn's life was. Um, yeah. And then we move into meeting some of the other characters. So Justin Long's character is this very sweet, you know, teenage boy. And he's... They, they basically... So, so his name also in the film is Justin. I was just looking it up. So they, um, you know, are all talking about why the gym is so important to them. And he, you know, relays this story about trying out for the cheerleading squad. And we just immediately in the first 10 minutes jump into this wildly inappropriate, like, piss take of this like larger girl who is trying to be a cheerleader yeah. and he gets like squashed by her she's so. from uh, all that i remember you ever watch that show on nickelodeon no i don't think so yeah she was a kid actor she's and super funny but yeah i thought very, that very, was very cute very cute yeah. girl i thought that was a little uh, it's just, fucked up and like the <laughs> suction sound oh, yeah. they did when she got off of him when his face was like stuck in her butt area grundle yeah. taint grundle tiny, she probably has a tiny one to be fair because Tiny ground. Yeah, it just seems like she would. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, okay. So, I mean, that really is part of a larger conversation. I was just bringing up stuff that kind of jumped out at me in the first few minutes because it is a lot to go from like, you know, just a normal day and then you start watching this movie and you're like, oh, fuck, you know. But I think with any sports-related film, and I wanted to ask you if you found this like kind of offensive or what your takeaway was, but there's always a line you have to toe with like – commenting on people's bodies and weights and you know it's primarily takes place in a gym a lot of this and I feel like same with heavyweights like they didn't really make it you know they didn't make they made a few jokes that were a bit offensive to like people who were a bit bigger like at the very very end Ben Stiller has like totally fucked up his life and like his gym is owned by Vince Vaughn's character and they put him in a fat suit and you see him just like eating you know buckets of chicken and uh, ice cream but what did you feel like did you feel at any point that they kind of made fun of people's appearances in the film or like how did you react to it um i don't know if it was just like direct making fun of people's appearances but it's putting people in those situations right like the bigger girl that gets picked for the cheerleading scene i think Things like that were stitched throughout. Um, wasn't Chick- necessarily like trying to put that exact person down. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But you're making that joke, mm-hmm. right? Of in, in that situation. Yeah, you're being so, sizest basically, and like yeah. making making fun. Um, and also, actually, there's a. I mean, this is like making fun of the Ben Stiller character, who's like terrible, but he is talking to one of his like underlings in the gym. Did you catch where he's like, go add three pounds to the women's locker room? Yeah. Uh, weights. Yeah. 
to basically so they, make them feel bad about themselves. To keep coming in. Yeah. yeah. And just stuff like that. Um, there were a few other things that I that jumped out at me that I'm just going to raise. The uh, mail order bride com- comment and conversation. So uh, Stephen Root plays Gordon and, you know, they're at the tri- the the first tryout thing and his wife's there and they kind of make like, yeah, like a mail order bride joke that I was like, uh, don't mm. know about that. And then, you know, she's kind of really awful to him and then he gets mad and saves the day. There's anger, you know, towards his wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so happy you're in a healthy relationship with yeah. friend. Um, there was a comment about Nazi camp that was like, hey, did you come back from Nazi camp? And I was like, oh. Yeah, and what did he say? Um, he's like, no, something about like playtime. Vince yeah. Vaughn said that to Ben Stiller. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, that was canceled or something like that. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's just like, as we meet these other teams, which they do it for like comic effect, but there's, you know, the Germans, the dirty krauts, he calls them at one point. They've got this Japanese, Japanese team. team. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, Jason Bateman's character makes some comment about like diapers. And I was like, oh, okay. You know. Did you hear. Um- the announcer while they're doing that like showing the Japanese team and like scanning scanning over to the Joes he's like no teams with dyslexia allowed oh no I didn't catch that (laughs) yeah yeah, it's very subtle and he said the announcer says like a ton of stuff like that giving like hey you can do this in the tournament you can't do this and he's like yeah no no nobody with dyslexia allowed or something okay well I did going back (laughs) to the Japanese team I did he was like saying the name of a player and he calls him Suzuki, Toyota, Fukushima, like Fukushima or like Fukushima. It was like basically just like, you know, very stereotypical (laughs) Japanese things. (laughs) I mean, the announcers were funny color, but yeah, it's like it starts to toe the line where you're like, what's a piss take and what's a just straight up like stereotype, you know? Yeah bullshit thing um also on the on so ben stiller's character is named white goodman i don't know why i wasn't saying his name before it's kind of a random name but on his team there is one woman and she's got like a uni brow and she's like the pride of russia or something it's um it's miss Miss, missy Missy pile she's so funny that actress but yeah they kind of like stick some terrible teeth in her mouth you know and then give her a uni (laughs) brow and she's I mean, look, when you look at her, she's gorgeous. Like, she's got a great body, yeah. but they just make her look um, <laughs> so disgusting. And she has the strongest arm. And actually, when they first wrote it, she was supposed to be a robot, that character. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that is so like, random. Was, yeah, but it was too much for them to fit in the movie to, like, make work. So the they backstory just and stuff. made her made her like russian or yeah they're like mm, we can't make her a robot so let's make her russian good call good call <laughs> yeah um and then what else uh i mean those were really the things that stuck out to me yeah there weren't a ton of women in this i mean they were you know like um ben stiller's wife actually is a christy christine taylor, taylor yeah and she's great mm-hmm. and she's in all his a lot of his movies and she's phenomenal but yeah. there wasn't really it was de- definitely a dude movie, right? Like- yeah, I think so. Um, to your point, when you were talking about like bigger people, and you have basically White Goodman, Ben Stiller's character, talking down to those people, and hey, you got to lose weight. He used to be bigger, and you see that like at the end scene and the end credits. But um, like the flip side of that is Joe's gym, 
which is saying like anybody come just the way you are. Yeah. So there's there was kind of that like offset. Yeah. Because Vince Vaughn's whole thing was like, no, like just Joe's gym. We're just average. And yeah. Come in, work out, do what you feel, hang out, play pool, that type of thing. Yeah. Like, we're not gonna down you for who you are. Come as you come as you are, basically. Totally. And that's a that's a lovely message. But they definitely um, I mean, they cost it so that these people yeah. were meant to look like the rejects. You know, yeah, you've just, got, you got the pirate. You got a pirate. You've yeah. got um, what's his name? Yeah. Stephen Root, who is such a talented, funny actor. He's like mm-hmm. always play. I think he's the isn't he the one from Office Spaces that like they fire him and they My don't stapler. tell him. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's always good in like the high waisted. <laughs> such a good character actor, but like high waisted pants you know like he's got like knee problems he's got like a brace on he's got his like headphones he's walking around he's listening yeah. reading these weird magazines and, and Vince Vaughn you can tell his character is like oh, okay buddy like Peter Peter <laughs> right, you know but no I mean I have okay I have to say the group at Joe's gym at Peter LaFleur's gym so good every single one of those actors like just brought it to the table mm-hmm. not saying like other people didn't but when you look at that collective with Alan Tudek and it's just I mean I'm sorry but Justin Long is so funny to me he is yeah. like possibly one of my favorite comedic a- actors and I feel like I always forget about him because he's so understated and in mm-hmm. this movie the amount of physical comedy like he falls over so many times he they said he was slightly concussed oh, uh, from one of the dodgeball <laughs> scenes and then also he did bust his eyebrow uh, from a rubber wrench wrench. he's so good too just like you said their group the Mm -hmm. average shows people they just believed in the world so much even when it wasn't somebody like say it's a vince vaughn line and everybody else that's in that shot you can tell is just believing in it like justin long every time something good happens or like something like scary happens even though he's like the main person in that shot he's bringing that like he is yeah which makes uh, those scenes so much better yeah they will okay let's talk about rip torn because i think i texted you while i was watching it and i was like they should put rip torn in every movie (laughs) movie. he's so funny what does what's his name patches he's like patches o'houlihan patches (laughs) o'houlihan basically the michael jordan of (laughs) dodgeball and we meet him and he's like this craggly old man in like a a wheelchair wheelchair. and he just has all these like theories about like if you can dodge a branch you can dodge a ball and like if you can dodge traffic you can dodge a ball and (laughs) so quotable um but even his character like what we were saying is kind of um you know sweet deep down although let's talk about the sport of dodgeball so funnily enough when i was starting to research this movie i came across a national um post which i believe is a canadian um newspaper i came across this article and i really like i don't always read like full articles because i'm like a stop asking me for money like i'm sorry that (laughs) you know journalism is dying i mean it's bad but I read this entire thing and it was about how dodgeball is so problematic and it's an unethical tool of opp- 
impression. And even in the, there's like that fake movie that they have that like shows dodgeball, like how to do it. Um, yeah. And it's like, make sure you pick like the strong kids. So the weaker kids know, like you can dominate the, them or whatever. Okay. Hank uh, Azaria. <laughs> Azaria. Yeah. He plays young patches over mm-hmm. the land. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, pick the bigger kids. Yeah. Make sure, you know, this is this game of intimidation and degradation. <laughs> and um, it's just funny when I was reading this article, it was saying like, you know, what kids learn in school is, you know, kind of shit like through children's games. So like, for example, dodgeball, it's like, yeah, you know, weed out the weaker kids and like gang up and <laughs> hey, like, baby, this is survival. No, you know, this, I know. this game actually came from Africa and oh, tribes, wow. tribes would throw like bigger size rocks at each other. Okay. Um, and they had to dodge those like uh, the same tribe would be practicing for when they got into it with somebody else. Right. right. So they'd be throwing whipping rocks at each other's. And when somebody got hit and went down, they would whip more rocks at that person oh, on the opposing side. No. And that person's team had to go like shield them and also throw rocks back at those other people. So it was like building camaraderie or like what to do to um, build your teammate up or help them out in a situation when they did go to real battle. And that's that's like a couple of the articles I saw. That's where dodgeball originated. So well, first of all, <laughs> I'm so glad that it's not a rock based game in Anymore. Its modern interaction. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, those rubber balls definitely hurt. And like you said, just along got mildly concussed. And frankly, I'm not surprised because he took a number of balls to the head. Did you play this in Yeah, but we, I, th- I think we had like soft balls, like the very squishy ball ones. ones. Yeah. And they weren't that big. Yeah. I, I remember playing in middle school and a kid was running back to like his end goal and I threw a ball and it caught between his legs as he was running <laughs> and he smashed his head into the ground. Oh my God. And the teacher had to stop the game and I was just like, who, who threw that? <laughs> who, who did that? <laughs> Guys, come on, like, own up. I just was you. kids getting hurt constantly. Oh my God. It's just, this seems like a nightmare game to play. Yeah. But yeah, this article I was reading, like, so obviously Canadians, like God love them. They're so lovely and, you know, thoughtful. And like Americans who are like, yeah, fucking get in the face. The Americans are like, what are the children, you know? And yeah. there's this whole article and it's like, the Canadian Society of, of Study of Education is meeting in Vancouver with the Congress of Humanities and Social Sciences to argue that dodgeball is not only problematic in the modern sense of displaying hierarchies of privilege based on athletic skill, but that it is outright miseducative. And it was like this literal such long there was like five major points about like how bad it is for people's psyches and development and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I found myself like agreeing with it. Quite a bit. I, I understand like the camaraderie part of it that you're talking about, but I think there are other sports. Where... I mean, for me, there, there, the camaraderie had nothing to do with that. Right. I was, I was trying to hit people in the face with the ball, and I was trying to win. Just basically for me, like that team, Pure that, rage. That, that's what I'm saying. Like that game. Like if you just want to be an individual in that game, you can, because you're trying to catch ball. Get you can get the whole five people out, like we saw in this movie yeah. yourself. So I took it like personal i'm gonna win this game for Tets. my team and i'm gonna try to hit people in the head with this thing as much as i can and whip it as hard as i can yeah so there's, there's i think but i think you and i are similar in that we're both very competitive and we yeah. are pretty athletic like but as a gym teacher to throw a kid that's not athletic <laughs> and it doesn't want to be any part of that and they're just getting beat with the ball not nice. and they have other interests you know what i mean it's kind yeah, of fucked up i know and, 
I mean, so yeah, I'm Australian, as you can tell, if you've listened to any podcast <laughs> or the sound of my voice. And I think Australians, from what I remember growing up, like we do play a lot of sports, you know, it's very like athletic, you know, country. I mean, I was enro- enrolled in lots of sports growing up and there is kind of this Australian like teammate ship and thing like, you know, and PE classes. I've seen movies of your guys' PE classes, like, or phys- whatever you guys call it, gym. Gym, that, yeah. that was not my experience. Like the teachers were always really nice, you know, mainly. Um, and it wasn't like a, oh shit, I'm going to get humiliated in this hour of class and I have to wear this hideous <laughs> outfit. It was more like fun. It was more like, you know, being outside and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But when I watch this film, I'm like, God, if you were even like as an, as a dorky adult, which this movie is all about adults, it's like these sports are just not made for you. They are, they, they, that's not fun. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, so they said they had a hard time shooting this, all the actors. Cause they uh, were trying not to flinch. Yeah. And like Ben Stiller is like, yeah, it's fine for like an 18 year old, but like a 38 year old, it must've been like when he's shot. It's like shooting these scenes over and over again trying and then trying not to react that was one of the things with the actors too like th- balls thrown at them but not flinching yeah so they could get the shot yeah exactly a, because like the fear of it of the, the pain is not that much like a rubber yeah. ball to the face yeah it'll hurt and the pain of justin's okay like long term because he definitely <laughs> got the most i think i was watching i was just watching this movie and i'm like justin long falls over every five minutes or gets whipped in the head with something like literally just a bendable man who's like going down um, yeah, one of my buddies the most quotable thing for this movie for us is we say that's it boy Getting there nice and deep, like. Oh my god! <laughs> In the beginning, when they're trying to raise the fifty thousand, yeah, the so they do a car wash. And he's in little yellow shorts bent over and this guy's and got like, his finger yeah, we, in his belly button, <laughs> belly button. <laughs> it's like we only have the one customer that keeps paying for him to wash his truck <laughs> inside the deep deep wheels oh my god yeah very quotable but yeah so the sportsmanship i mean I, I will say in this movie you know it's definitely like the underdogs come out on top and you see there's a place for everyone and even the terrible guy he becomes like the team manager which i feel like is such a trope it's like the you know oh you're a part of the team billy but you suck so you'll just be the the coach or the water boy (laughs) or whatever um but yeah so good film not a lot of women characters but definitely christine taylor is a great strong character although they do do undermine her when he goes to her house and she's a unicorn girl which is (laughs) fine but it's kind of funny because yeah. it's not like, oh, she has a couple unicorns. Her whole place is unicorns yeah. where it's yeah. like bizarre. Yeah. It is like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. I think it's like, it it's shows like, like that like, unicorns. even though she's so hot and like put together. Also, yeah. there is like this weird um, sexual harassment thread for a second where Ben Stiller's character is like, trying to hit on her oh my god he has those like pants that he pumps up so his dick looks bigger and then he lets the air out when she leaves because she says no we should mate excuse me we should date she's like oh i almost puked in my mouth a little bit there yeah and then she's also like i don't date clients so then he tells her 
confirm that she's been stealing from him. So he's like, no, you're not my client. We can date. And she's like, no. You got me fired, so I kind of wanted to date Also, me. that is like a very serious lawyer. She's like, you know what would be a really good use of time right now? Not looking for another job. Coming to Vegas to be in yeah. this tournament with you guys. <laughs> Sounds good. What's a cut, you know, $50,000? Like, are these guys paying their own way to come to this thing? So they're all out so. money. I was thinking the same, too. So if he owes 50 k they win that taxes. they're still going to be in the hole because of taxes yeah and the expenses to get out there uh, but there's no. also the biggest problematic thing for me was that there's a lot of like use it like the f word or mm-hmm. to call somebody a queer mm-hmm. so there's there's a lot of that throughout this movie which we've talked about time and time again that you don't really need to do that i think in a rip, funny movie rip torn at one point goes suit yourself queens <laughs> like wow yeah. <laughs> happy pride month guys yeah so i i just you can have funny jokes and like degrade somebody just like as a general name or something like that then call it you know queer the the f word yeah agreed also i didn't i mean not not diverse because there were definitely some people but again yeah chris williams had a pretty big role yeah yeah Uh, but i just i felt like um is that is chris williams the guy that's like beside uh ben stiller the whole time his no, tall that's, guy, uh, Jamal Duff. Chris Williams is the bald oh, that's right. dude. Yeah, that's he actually, plays white. In yeah, the he's, te- the, he's on average Joe's. Yeah. yeah. So Jamal Duff had like a pretty substantial role. I mean, he was in like almost every scene that Ben Stiller was in. But mm-hmm. I kind of felt like he was a bit <laughs> of a should. prop. You know? Yeah, he was. He's just well, all those guys are props on. The, on, on that side on global gym yeah they're yeah. just big huge meatheads yeah they didn't really yeah. have time i guess to get into all those side stories mm-hmm. or whatever but yeah i mean it's not the worst we've seen right no. um at least there were it's so funny how we're like at least there was a woman that had lines and a name <laughs> at least there was a guy a man of color who had a name and somewhat of a backstory like we'll take yeah. it we'll take it <laughs> uh Last thing I want to say about this film is uh, definitely, again, going back to body image, certainly leaning into the sexy women trope. I don't think there was, apart from the one girl that they kind of like made fun of with the with the cheerleading, there wasn't really body diversity amongst the women. And it was very like, I know that it was the gym scene. Like there's a scene where they walk through. Um, Global gym. Yeah. And it was like just you know, the most meat market. And I know that was the the point of it, mm-hmm. but it, it was even like, um, when they go to Vegas, like the girls on other teams, which is like, you know, everybody just looked the same. Everyone was yeah. like a sexy bean pole. Like the models mm-hmm. throughout. But yeah, you could have had a couple of women that were actually worked out at average Joe's. Yeah. There wasn't just any, right? hanging out. Nah. Only boys allowed. Yeah. Boys Only. club. Only boys. Um, there's okay. One hilarious thing I forgot to mention was when they first get to Vegas and he has the wrong costumes. The <laughs> average Joe's comes out in this like leather daddy. They have these like things. S and M. I was like, and they were like, we need matching uniforms or else we'll get disqualified. And I'm like, that doesn't mean the guy had to wear the riding crop thing through his mouth. Like there was a. 
you know what I'm gag, talking the about? Ga- the ball gag? No, well, I don't even know if it was a ball gag. It was like when you're a like horse. Like a gag for horses. Yeah, and he yeah, was fully yeah. wearing it. I'm like, he could have just worn that around his neck. <laughs> I don't know. Like that, or not worn it. Yeah, that's why it's hilarious, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, a fun, silly movie to watch. Mm. I think, you know, the part of the, of the podcast is that we do tear it apart. I don't know that you necessarily have to look too deeply at this type of film, but it's always good to, to do a temp check, right? To just check yeah. on it. So yeah. What do you think, David? Should we give someone a shout out from the cast or crew? Yes, dude. Do you want to go first? You want me to get you it? You go first. All right. So I went with <clears throat> Alex Daniels, who was a stunt coordinator. Oh, nice. Because Very this is happy. such an active movie, right? So uh, Alex has 256 Ooh. credits in Damn. stunts. Yeah. He's um, right now, he's got a couple things in post production. Old Dad's um, Ombre that he was in an episode of, The Outlaw Johnny Black. But he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Cyborg, which was uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, The Guardian, Aston Kutcher. Um, so ton of stuff that he's been on and it's been working for quite some time. So damn, since early 80s, Ooh. like 82. And he's got 50 credits as an actor, uh, 34 as a additional crew, three as a producer, and a, one director credit. So just having a career, my guy. Just out right? there living life, mm-hmm. being a part of the industry. Well, so, Alex Daniels, we see you and we appreciate you. We brother. see you and we appreciate you. Okay, I went with George Bamba. He was actually the first AD for the second unit. So we've talked a little bit in the past about what the second unit does. Uh, It's kind of, they don't get all the glory. The first unit is the ones with like all the actors and whatever. The second unit is usually with the stunt doubles or they do like pickup shots or they do stuff, you know, they'll split off and do like exteriors or something like that. It's still wildly important, obviously, and it's a team effort. So I wanted to give the second unit a shout out and especially George because the first AD job is basically basically keeping the train running at the right time. And I don't think we've really given them a shout out recently. So George uh, has also worked on Atypical, that TV show, SWAT, uh, Beautiful Boy, Angie Tribeca, Colony, Hit the Floor, Glee, Delirium, like just so much TV. He was on Pitch Perfect, uh, Daybreak. Well, that's a different I was like, wait, I know that. Oh, no, uh, different. Yeah. Damn, different. I wish they would have Not the one on that, that my show. old boss did. Yeah. yeah. So Men in Black. So he obviously got to work with Rip Torn before, which is nice. I'm sure they were like, hey, how's it going? But yeah, George, um, second unit is doesn't get all the glory. And being a first AD is very stressful. He's also a director, it looks like. But um, yeah, George, we see you. We and see we appreciate you, you. And we appreciate you, my dude. My dude, so David William Rogers, what do you think? Has this movie aged like milk? Is it fresh? What's the crack of it? Oh my god, okay. I was rip torn on this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I always spat out my drink. That's a good I I like that. Yeah. All right. So because I was geeking out watching this movie, right? Came home a little tipsy from Paris and I wrote last night and started watching it. Was geeking out. Woke up, finished it this morning. Still geeking out. But I had a couple of those moments. Where I was like, I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh yeah. yeah e. Icky feeling. So, yeah, I'm going to say this movie did Ooh, age. Interesting. Right? Because of... 
the use of like the F word and uh-huh. the queer talk uh-huh. and the sissy stuff, right? Yeah. So I got to be consistent. I've always been had this stance mm-hmm. with these movies. Do I enjoy this movie very much and laugh consistently? Yes. Um, but to that point, I got to do it. Like they did lean a little bit almost on the edge of like Being some body shaming as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. But I, I didn't think it totally crossed that, um, that line because... Ben Stiller's character was that villain, right? And he was just kind of an asshole throughout. But yeah, so I'm going to say this age because of the fact some of those words that they use as a comedian, comic writer, you can use other words and still yeah. have that, still get those same laughs. Totally. I mean, yeah, yeah. 2004, they definitely weren't like, huh. oh, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you, I guess. It's funny because I thought you would for sure say that it had an age just because, like, compared to some of the movies that we've seen, and I know you're a big mm-hmm. fan of all these dirts. <laughs> but uh, there, yeah, like the scene in the beginning when he's brushing his teeth with chocolate Yahoo, I was like, maybe that's how it feels, you know, like <laughs> you're brushing your teeth and which is good. And then you're chasing it with chocolate milk, which is bad and gross. Um, Cause I agree with you. I think there were some things that, especially as a woman too, I'm always like, eh, I feel like we could flesh this character out a little bit more, you know, not saying like if every movie has to be like, women empowerment we're here Mm -hmm. feminists but i definitely think when you're leaning on the hot chick to be a bit of a a bit of a prop that perhaps you can revisit that and totally agree with you as well like some of the words they used were just you know it's 2022 now so this movie's coming up on 20 years old and i think we've developed as a nation and a society i would hope and we don't Mm -hmm. need to use those terms and make people feel other because of something as not to say boring, but, you know, like something non-consequential, like someone's sexual orientation, like, yeah. you know, love who the fuck you love, who gives a shit, you know? And this can be funny for everybody. Like, yeah. if I'm watching this with, like, a gay friend or someone from that community, or something, you not know. anybody, and, they, and I got to think, like, they, a word is said, and I'm like, is this person uncomfortable okay yeah. or yeah. uncomfortable yeah so without any of that and we're just both laughing at everything else that's hilarious in this and yeah, it's just a little tweak and this movie like, doesn't imagine if yeah. we were watching a movie together and a white person used the n-word we would mm-hmm. not be laughing you know and i yeah. i mean i know that's rooted in a different history but it's still like it's not like these words aren't funny they don't need to be thrown around as cavalierly as they have been yeah and it's just a way to do it there's a Selma Hayek movie on Netflix with uh, Alec Baldwin and they're like a couple that like lose their house or something like that and one of the jokes was like yeah you taught your daughter to say the n-word and they actually say the whole (gasps) n-word and that's like a a joke because a little kid said it and i was watching it i was like what the fuck that's that's, it's just it was stupid you know what i mean first of all alec Baldwin, what are you doing (laughs) like or whoever wrote that and like let it go all the way to that like who thought that one like throwaway joke was was gonna be funny exactly so stupid shit like that um that's yeah. Also, so, the fact that like that we would even like associate like weakness, which is what they use the terms like the you know they basically throw around like terms from the LGBTQ community yeah. as a form of like weakness, like sissy and that shit. Like fuck that, you know. Some yeah. of my strongest friends in the world, mentally, physically, emotionally, in spirit, are the people in those communities because they've had to be so you know protective of themselves. So yeah. I absolutely despise the concept of or like when someone's like, oh, you're such a girl. Like I was you know, just. Gonna- say that yeah. guys uh fucking with each other oh you're being a little girl yeah like, well, even when 
he There's, said, like, okay, queens, like, suit yourself. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? Like, queen and is a queen is best, empowering list, yeah. Two of the best players in this movie were, were women. Women, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely toes the line. I think, I think Ben now is doing better. I mean, he's behind, like, Severance, right? Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. That's him and his producing partner. Like, I think we can allow people to grow and change. And it wasn't that long ago, and it wasn't that bad that sounds so i mean like, i i said some of this stuff growing up yeah. in middle school high school just we uh, were shit exactly i put somebody on so i'd never knock ben stiller is one of my favorite people yeah. and like i said i geeked out a lot watching this movie again it's just those as rating this movie or uh analyzing it if you're saying what it's we one do thing on this podcast one, yeah. exactly then i gotta stay stick with what i've been doing consistent exactly just like in the gym, that's how you build muscle, mm-hmm. right? The foundation. The foundation. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad we rewatched it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, and I was looking up because we, we were, we've just had the busiest couple of weeks for birthday celebrations. This time of year, it always feels like Christmas and New Year's because we got all these people's birthdays and it's like one week of just eating like shit, drinking a lot, <laughs> going away somewhere, which is, I love that about our group of friends. But I was like, what is a nice sort of like light movie that we can mm. do? And you know what? Shout out to Hulu. If you're in the U S there are some really good comedies on there. And, um, did you have to watch this with ads? I did watch it with ads. Hulu? Do you have this? The- was, this was free on Amazon prime. God damn it. I watched it with ads. <laughs> I looked, I always like Google and like, you uh-huh. know, watch yeah. movie and it lists everything and it yeah. said Hulu premium. And then it said Amazon. So I checked, I went straight to Amazon. It was My on pure there. laziness. I just saw the first one and said, <laughs> yeah, sure. But I only have like three ads. And also uh, that's not bad. Shout out to everyone who has premium Hulu. You must be bowling out because mm-hmm. I have that regular kind. And I got the reg too. It's okay. Um, but David, thank you so much for always doing this podcast with me. Thank you. And I'm sometimes nice to have one without a a guest because it can just be the two of us but mm-hmm. excited to welcome some more guests coming up and you know we're inching closer to our 100th episode we'll have to do mm-hmm. something special we always say that and then we just it happens we're like oh fuck we forgot yeah. to plan something well, we just gotta come 90 we gotta put something in motion yeah. so it's not Let's like go. the next week and we're like fuck get someone big we'll see who we can scrounge up from our contacts i know i know a couple peeps who might be good um but for now david i guess you should just go ahead and check your fridge (laughs) make sure that milk ain't spoiled gross milk is gross that's the show please send us your recommendations and thank you for listening we appreciate you and i know we sound rough but um we'll be back (laughs) (laughs) we're okay we're we're surviving yeah (laughs) all right bye bye